eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's get it. All football, all the time. You're listening to the best football show. Hosted by Brian Baldinger. This is the best football show. I'm Brian Baldinger at Baldy NFL. Instagram, Twitter, uh, all over uh, YouTube. Anyways, uh, this is Friday edition right here. So we're coming off Thursday night football in Pittsburgh. And uh, the Steelers played a great game. Played a great game uh, in all different ways. But I think the thing that stood out to me, was really the offensive line of the Steelers because it's been a question mark, and they made a big change. Uh, they started Broderick Jones, the rookie, the first-round pick out of Georgia. Broderick Jones started at right tackle, and he probably played as well as any offensive line for the Steelers all year. He, he was outstanding against a good front. Uh, the Steelers ran the ball as well as they run it all year, 30 times, 166 yards. Both Najee and Jalen both had good games. But you just watch them. You know, handle Harold Landry on the edge. You made him disappear. Uh, no penalties. A lot of big runs right behind him. They pulled him and let him. They they powered him and blocked him down on linebackers. Uh, he was he was really impressive. Uh, in fact, really all the rookies for the Steelers. You look at what Darnell Washington did at tight end. Started had a couple catches, but blocked well. You look at Keanu Benton at defensive tackle. Played well up front. You look at Joey Porter Jr. Had a good game out there on the corner. Uh, even Nick Herbig, you know, flattened the guy on kickoff coverage. It was an impressive game by the rookies of the Steelers. And then, you know, you look at what T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith continued to do while they got, you know, their leader, Cam Hayward, back. Um, you know, they're led by their defensive line. and They, they showed up. They, they sacked Will Levis four times. They hit him 11 times. So they affected him. So it was a good day. It was a good day for the Steelers because they get to five and three. Um, obviously, everybody saw where Mark Canada, who's been under fire, maybe rightfully so, but 
you know, look, he came from upstairs where he was the coordinator upstairs. He came downstairs. The cameras were all over him. And he called a good game. They executed a good game, uh, including the, the game-winning drive. Late in the fourth quarter, 11 plays, 94 yards, capped by the touchdown to Deontay Johnson, his first touchdown catch. I don't know. Ben Roethlisberger threw his last touchdown catch to him. I think it was 2021. So, you know, you go a long drought like that, but you catch the game winner. You feel pretty good. He had a big smile on his face. So that was that was good. Took the pressure off for, for a little bit. They get, you know, 10 days to get ready. Um, they go to five and three. The Ravens are presently five and two and play Seattle on Sunday afternoon. All eyes of Pittsburgh will be on the Ravens. Uh, so they will have a chance. I mean, if the Ravens take care of business, they stay a game in front of the Steelers. But if they lose, it's it's first place tie, Steelers and Ravens. And we all know that the Bengals, who have won three in a row, are on their heels right now. So the AFC North is heating up. The Steelers played a great game, got their fifth win, played. They have another game at home, you know, next week against Green Bay. So they have a chance to continue the winning race. Uh, but, you know, for Tennessee, Will Levis made a second start. He was really good. Will Levis was good. Um, you know, he threw a, an interception on in his final pass. But I, I give him credit. You know, they got 11 seconds left in the game. He's bringing the team down the field. No timeouts left. You know, honestly, I'd rather have my quarterback throw an interception going for the win than throw, you know, a five-yard completion inbounds time run out or throw a a two-yard completion to out of bounds. Like, just go for the win, and that's what he did. But he made a lot of big throws all night, one after another. It didn't matter if it was to Phillips or to Nuke or to Westbrook and Kiney. Like, he competed really good. And under pressure, on the road, short week, Will Levis, to me, has to be the starter going forward for Tennessee. Um, he's gotten his receivers involved. The offense line was in flux all night, losing their left tackle for a while, losing the right tackle for the night, losing Skaronsky for a little bit during the game, just juggling offensive linemen, um, losing their center, Aaron Brewer. I mean, he just he stood tall, stood tall and gripped it, and he ripped it, and it was uh, it was a good outing, good good setting for him. Uh, they get ten days to get ready. Look, they're they're three and five. They're on the outside looking in, but who knows? Who knows if, uh, you know, they, they could get hot. They could – pass the game could pick up, uh, get some stability in the offensive line. Um, they might have a good second-half surge. But I would play Will Levis. He's done nothing to say that he can't run this offense and he can't help them win games going forward. And I think he's the future. And it's not to knock Ryan Tannehill or anybody else. Like, to me – Will Levis has to be the starter going forward. Uh, so that's that's Thursday night football. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. There's a game that kicks off in Frankfurt, Germany on Sunday morning at 9.30 our time, East Coast, between the Dolphins and the Chiefs. I think 
it's the matchup. Uh, I think it's the key matchup of the weekend. I think it's the best matchup ever played in Europe. And the fact that it's being played in Frankfurt even makes it more interesting because um, I did NFL Europe games for 10 years, from 1997 to 2007, and I did a lot of games in Frankfurt. And we never did a game in Frankfurt. I'm talking about guys that worked with me at Fox or NFL Network that broadcast games over there. We never did a game in Frankfurt where it wasn't a, an outrageous scene. In the stadium, outside the stadium, pregame, postgame, uh, we had World Bowl games, championship games played in Frankfurt. Um, the Frankfurt Galaxy uh, had a number of winning seasons. They won championship games. It was the best atmosphere in Europe ever. Uh, you know, it's they had a, a franchise there where Oliver Luck started it in 1991 and 1992. It went away for a little while, came back in 1995. Vault Stadion, you know, that was the stadium. It's been dressed up for the world, you know, for World Cup soccer. It is – nobody's going to really understand. They played a game in Munich last year. It was great. Tampa played. They played really well. It was good atmosphere. Nobody's going to believe the atmosphere in Frankfurt. I mean – Four hours before kickoff, there's going to be a power party there that will rival anything you've seen in any tailgate scene in America or any World Cup scene you've ever been a part of. It is where these games should have been played from the very beginning. Now, not to knock what they've done in London, it's been phenomenal. Um, but this is a different type of atmosphere. The The energy that will be in that stadium, uh, it will be if you're watching on TV, it will be palpable. You'll hear it, you'll see it, and you'll feel it. The fans, they're phenomenal. I'm really looking forward to watching it Sunday morning. And then you get the game. And so one of the key participants in this game is Steve Spagnuolo, the defensive coordinator of the Chiefs, who's won three Super Bowls, one with the Giants as a defensive coordinator and two with the Chiefs. And – you know, Spags coached in Frankfurt. He still wears a Frankfurt Galaxy jacket. Um, he knows what it's like. He knows what the noise is going to be like. But he's the key participant in this game. Like, how do you – and they've got the number two ranked defensive football, and I think they're as good as anybody because of the versatility that they could play. On the NFL Network tonight uh, on Total Access, I'm going to do a breakdown of Steve Spagnuolo's defense because he blitzes – his blitzes are as varied and different as anybody in the game. He'll run blitz. He'll blitz to stop the pass. He'll blitz to contain anything. Um, and nobody has a greater variety. He also has as many chess pieces. When you look at Trent McDuffie and Legereus Sneed coming off the edge, when you look at Drew Tranquil, the inside linebacker, or Willie Gay, like they'll blitz from anywhere in any combination. Um, and I think that's going to be a big part of trying to slow this Miami Dolphins offense down. And then he has a diff, you know, he has a, the ability. Like if you look right here on this whiteboard, right here, like that's Steve Spagnola's cover three um, that he drew up here in my office five or six years ago when he was out of football for a year. I still use it, you know, like his zones and how he is going to try and keep this deep passing game of the Dolphins in front of him is a big part of his teaching and his philosophy. But he also can play press man coverage, and he won't 
they won't have any fear of pressing Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle in certain situations because those two guys, McDuffie and Sneed, can run with the best of them at corner. Now they they're guilty of they're both guilty of pass interference penalties, and they live with it. But when you have Chris Jones, you have Karloftis, uh, you know, you have a variety of guys that can really get home up front. That makes a big difference. And so I'm anxious to see just how they handle that. You know, if you look at Charles Amenahu, the last either two weeks or three weeks that he's been active, I think it's two weeks he's been active. He's made a difference up front. So they got pass rushers now. They can they can get there with four, but if they want to go to a five, six-man pressure, they want to go to blitz zero, Spags has got all those answers. Now, I'm interested in the Chiefs' offense because they didn't score a touchdown against the Broncos last week. And they didn't look good, but they also turned it over five times. There was two interceptions and three lost fumbles. So not many teams are going to win games when they turn it over five times. Uh, and so that's that was the Chiefs. So I expect them to get back on their ways. And usually uh, Andy Reid knows how to hit a reset button. It'll start with, you know, Mahomes getting the ball to Travis Kelsey on just basic stick routes, you know, just getting the balls, drive starters, those kind of things. But I expect them to run the ball better and, you know, to, to get the ball in the end zone. Now, I think the Dolphins' defense will be the best it's been all year. Jalen Phillips, you know, was, was missed games early in the year, but he's back now. So you get Jalen Phillips, you get Bradley Chubb, and they'll sprinkle in some Andrew Van Ginkle off the edge. Christian Wilkins, Wilkins is as good as anybody inside in this league. You know, and then you look at their secondary, which will get Javon Holland back from a concussion. We saw Jalen Ramsey last week, you know, get an interception his first game back. Xavier Howard has an ec- excellent chance of getting back. Like this defense might be the best the Dolphins have put out there on the field all year. And maybe the best the Dolphins defense has been in years with Vic Fangio coordinating. So I'm anxious to see them getting most of their pieces back. Uh, I don't know if they're going to get everybody back, but I think they're going to get most of them back. So that's going to be the challenge right now is, you know, can this Kansas City Chiefs defense not scoring a touchdown last week, you know, really pierce this Dolphins defense that has everything in place. I think the score could be down. I think, both sides of the ball, both defenses could be really, really good in this game. And really, I think whatever the over-under is, like I can see this being a low-scoring game in a wild atmosphere in Frankfurt. And the winner, you know, continues to take charge of their division. The loser, you know, there's a chance that other teams could come back up. So I think it's going to be the most enjoyable game of the weekend. But if you think about 930, you've got Dolphins and Chiefs. At 1 o'clock, I'll be in Baltimore for Seattle, Baltimore. At 425, you get the Cowboys and the Eagles. And at NBC, 825 Sunday night, you get the Bills and the Bengals. It's going to be an incredible week week nine slate of games. And I'm going to be here Monday morning to bring it all to you. All four of those games and the outcomes and what happened in those games. So stay tuned to the best football show. I'm your host, Brian Baldinger, and I look forward to bringing to you Monday through Friday the insights of what I see right here from my filmmaker.